Hello, and thank you for joining us for the Hatchbend Apostolic Church web broadcast. In our society today, some, and yes, sadly, maybe even most, question the value of preaching in their lives. But we still believe what Paul said in 1 Corinthians chapter 1. In essence, Paul preached that God has chosen the foolishness of preaching to save them that believe. And so that's why we still place such a high value on the preached word of God in agreement to the scripture. And so now I'd like to thank you again for joining us for a message from the pulpit of Hatchbend Apostolic Church. desk and minister the word of the Lord to us. I'm thankful for what this man represents. I think the introductions of introductions were made several times ago when Brother Jerry Herndon introduced Brother Brother Everett. I'm not sure anybody could top that. And so if that's what you were going for, you get a gold star. <laughs> Told the story about the little sandbar. It was just the coolest thing. And uh, But he is all of that. And I appreciate his life, not just here, but wherever you see him, he's just the same. He's just Brother Everett. And there's something to be said about that, especially in 2015, especially in the world of uncertainty that we live in. I'm thankful that there are people among us that you can count on, aren't you? Amen. Would you put your hands together and make our friend welcome tonight? Praise the Lord. Before I get started, uh, I gotta do a little, make an announcement. Next Wednesday night, after service, we're gonna have cake and coffee for our pastor's birthday. So, just come planning on staying and having a little fellowship after church next Wednesday night. And uh, like I said, we're gonna celebrate his birthday next Wednesday night. Tonight is Wednesday night. It's light for living. And as Brother Jerry said here a couple Wednesday nights ago, it's, you know, it's when we sit down around the Word and, you know, and just draw a little closer. As Brother Boyd, Sunday when he asked me to speak tonight, he, I went home Sunday afternoon and I strolled around some things and looked for some, you know, trying to get my mind on what God, you know, want me to say tonight and speak tonight. I kept rolling around some things and it's something that's not, that uh, he kept going back to that it's something that's not new. It's something that's familiar as a subject that is talked about a lot. You probably heard it preached probably more than one of the most preached subjects that you've ever heard preached if you've been around church very long. But tonight I'm going to preach about faith. Just for a minute, a few minutes. Um, if you want to turn to Romans chapter 4, I'm going to read verse 16. I'm going to read one verse and... You can be seated. I'm on. I got several verses, so I, I, Sarah probably had a pretty good list tonight. She more than normal, but but the thing is, is I, tonight, like I say, you may want to keep your Bibles open. Romans chapter four, verse sixteen says, "Therefore, it is of faith that it might be by grace to the end to <clears throat> to the end the promise might be sure to all the seed." Not to that only which of the law, but to that also which is the faith of Abraham, who is the father of us all. 
Lord, tonight, go with us tonight. Touch me tonight, Lord Jesus. Let me be a voice, Lord Jesus. Let me share this word, Lord Jesus, a seed that you've planted in my heart tonight, Lord. Lord, touch me, Lord, and let me anoint this congregation, Lord Jesus, the seed that I, that's planted in their lives tonight, Lord. Maybe something simple, but Lord, let it grow into something, Lord Jesus. As it fruits and it grows, Lord Jesus, touch and anoint this congregation us tonight, Lord Jesus. Lord, in Jesus' name we pray tonight. You may be seated. The thing is, is this promise of faith and the grace of this faith is the scripture I read is, is not just, it was not just Abraham. It was, it was, it's to all of us. It's to the generations. And he says, as, as the scripture says, to, as he's the father to us all. So that lets us believe, let us know that this promise is not just, was not just Abraham, not just to the people of the Bible. This promise of faith was to us all. For the grace and favor of God for the grace and favor of God, it is in the own nature requires faith in us. <clears throat> and faith on our part in its own nature supposes the grace and the favor of God. So we go together. As I, we have faith, our faith is connected to God. And God's faith, for God to be able to do anything, we have to have some faith in our lives. The word faith is found over two is found two hundred and thirty one times throughout the Bible. The most place when we all go to the Bible to go look for talk about faith, most of the time we go to Hebrews chapter eleven, verse one, where the Bible says, "Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, and the evidence of things not seen." The thing is, is this is not really the meaning of I don't feel the meaning of faith. But this is a description of faith. It's the substance of things we hope for. And it's the evidence of things not seen. Hebrews 11 and 3 says that through faith we understand that the worlds was framed by the word of God. So that the things which are seen were not made of things which do appear. The thing is through faith we know that the word of God, yeah, he spoke this world into existence. Through faith, we have faith. We know we have faith for everything to happen. We have faith that when God can speak, just his spoken word, he can change things. There's a, there's a group of people in the religious ranks, the, I, I'm not going to call them a denomination, or, but there's a group of people because there's throughout several, all, probably all different ranks of church, but there's a people that believe and I have a, a friend of mine that believes this. This is how I, and, and we've had discussions before. He believes that if you have enough faith, it doesn't matter what you ask, it will be, a, be done. If you have enough faith, it can be done. And I'm not talking about, but he says the thing is, is, is if you have your sickness in your body, they feel that if you have just enough faith, You'll be healed no matter what. The thing is, is we all know that we have faith to be healed. And we all have faith to be healed. But there's the people in the name it, claim it crowd. The, the blab it or gra and grab it crowd. The people that says if you speak it, this will come true. There's people that believe that, that it doesn't matter what the circumstances are. If you just believe and have faith, it automatically is going to happen. 
The thing is, is this puts too much pre- this puts pressure on us for our own healing. Because sometimes when somebody is, he is, has a sickness in their body and they're not healed, and this person comes up to them and says, if you have enough faith, you will be healed. The Bible talks about having faith and being healed. But the thing is, is when we have, people have said, if you just have enough faith, you know, it, 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 like it's that simple. You know, you, but the thing is, is God, he's the one that decides if you're going to be healed or if you're going to have this disease. I mean, if the thing is, is if, you, if this, this, this thing that there's ideal, that if you have just enough faith to be healed, you know, no, nobody would be, you know, I believe everybody would, nobody would die because they would feel that if they believed had just enough faith, that they would never die. And when somebody dies, a family member dies from a, from a disease, we charge sometimes if the, this thinking charges that person. And they say, well, if I'd have had enough faith, my person would have been healed. They wouldn't have, had to, they wouldn't have died. But the thing is, is God makes that decision. So when we, somebody that charges somebody with this, this ideal, this theory, it puts pressure on the person, on people, for their own healing or for their family's healing. And this, puts, this changes it from being biblically faith to being faith of just of, of works. Some people have faith in deliverance. And some people's faith is in endurance. Just the faith, I think it takes it's just as much faith or more faith, I, I would feel, be more faith to endure some disease. Have the faith and endure this disease as just much faith as it is to be delivered from this disease. Because some people we have... if. Some people that here that has diabetes today, and if you're here in this, this house and you have diabetes and you have faith, we walk, we're walking faith. When we, as a church, we're known as walking faith. We have faith. But if you have this disease in your life and you're never healed, is anything wrong with your faith? I believe you can have just as much faith. Because if we if, go back to the Bible, when we go back to their disciples, the disciples had enough faith that they spoke to the lame and they received their strength in their legs. They, 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 made, they did miracles after miracle as they walked with Jesus and seen him do miracles. And after he, they was walking on their own preaching the message, they laid hands on people and they received the Holy Ghost. They had faith. But if I read my Bible right, just about every, every one of the disciples went through torment. They went through trials in their life. But they were faith. Is it, was the, did they not have enough faith? If they had enough faith, they wouldn't have had to go through all this torture. But they had faith. So that lets me believe, lets me know that sometimes the faithful has to endure. We have to endure through some things. The thing is, is in faith, we have to find that anchor point. Faith gives us that strength to make step another day as we travel through our bodies travels through pain faith gets us up the next day and makes another day so today is sometimes we have to find that anchor point today I'm going to talk about five reasons 
of faith. The first faith is assured, assures success. Second Chronicles 20 and, 20 and 20 says, And they arose early in the morning and went forth into the wilderness of Teka. And as they went forth, Jehoshaphat stood and said, Hear me, O Judah, and ye inhabitants of Jerusalem. Believe in the Lord your God, so shall ye be established. Believe in the prophets, so shall ye prosper. Jehoshaphat were facing a big trial in his life. Jehoshaphat, the several armies had came together and they were coming down to attack Jehoshaphat. He was, he was scared. He was fearful. The Bible says he was fearful. But he sought God. He sought God's presence. And Jehoshaphat says, if you put your faith in God, we will come out on top. Jehoshaphat saying, believe firmly in God and your lives will be firm. He says, believe in the prophets and we will come out on, the, on top. That's what Jehoshaphat's saying. He says, put your faith in God and we'll have success. <coughs> we find success, through success, if we'll put God in our lives first, and whatever endeavor we face, we'll find success. David said in 1 Samuel 17 and 37, says, David said, moreover, the Lord that, de that delivered me out of the paw of the lion out of, and out of the paw of the bear, he will deliver me out of the hand of this Philistine. David put, had his faith in God. His faith had got him out of the hand of the paw, paw of the bear and out of the paw of the lion. So David knew where his faith was at. David's faith was in God. God, God delivered him out of the out of the bear, delivered him out of the lion, and he knew that God could deliver him out of the, with the Philistine. The thing is, our testimony is David's testimonies of his past built his faith. As we have testimonies in our life, as, as we went through some things in our life with the faith, it builds the faith for the next trial we face. When we put our faith in the one that is in complete control, success in the obstacles, or we have success in the obstacles no matter the odds. Our faith in God can ensure us success. Second point I want to bring out, talk about tonight is faith, a defensive weapon. Ephesians 6 and 16 says, Above all, taking the shield of faith, wherewith we ye shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked. If we have faith, the shield of faith, it is for our protection. As the enemy throws these darts at us, and it's not just talking about the darts of arrows or whatever, we talk about the darts of things we face every day, the temptations we face. Our faith in God shields us from these things. A shield in a battle 
is a shield is only there for protection. A shield, the, the warrior put a shield, had a shield, he put it in front of him to protect him, to keep him from all the things that, that comes at him. And that's how faith, the, the Bible talks about a shield of faith, and that's where our faith protects us. Faith is a sh- that can shield us from all the enemy's attacks. <coughs> In Daniel 3, there was three children, or three young men, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. They had faith in God that he would defend and he would protect them in the fire. The Bible says in Daniel 3 and 17 says, If it be so, our God whom we serve is able to deliver us from the burning fiery furnace. And he will deliver us out of thy hand, O king. But if, he, if, but if not, be it known unto thee, O king, that we will not serve thy gods nor worship the golden images which thou hast set up. They were saying, we have faith in God that he's going to protect us. He's going to defend us. He'll take care of us in the fiery furnace. And he said, he would get it. You hear what the Bible said? He said, he would, he would take care of in the burning furnace, and he will, and he will deliver us out of your hand. He's not going to only protect us in the fire. He's going to protect us from you afterwards, King. That's what there was, they were saying. But they said, if he does not protect us in the, in the fire, we have enough faith in God that we still got our trust in him. I want to tell a story to die. Talking about a def- def- defense, defensive story. It's, it was told to be true. It was a, mission, a, a, a medical doctor that owned his own practice in the Northeast. He uh, felt, felt impressed to sell his private practice and go into the mission field to do medical work on the mission field in Ethiopia. And as he went to Ethiopia, he sold all of his stuff, moved his wife, his family, to Ethiopia, and he got there, he set up, got his wife set up, and the second day he was there, he decided to go a day's journey to uh, set up his practice there. He was going to do medical work there for and missions, missions. He starts heading in a day's journey, the night catches him in the middle of this middle of his trip. So he didn't have all the protection stuff he needed to stay at the night in the, away from the protective of the buildings or anything. So he had a tent, but he, so he prayed God, God, protect me through this night. Whatever may come upon me tonight, you know, keep your hand of protection upon me because you know, God, I've sold my practice. I've sold my livelihood. I've moved my wife and children all this way. So, Lord, keep your hand of protection on me through this night. Probably some prayers that we've prayed at night before we sometimes lay down in strange or dangerous looking places but the thing is as he laid down to go to sleep middle of the night something fell out of the roof of the tent and fell on his chest it was a six foot cobra king cobra snake the snake coils up on his chest in attack position because of the warmth as he's laying there with this snake laying on his chest the most deadly snakes in the world. 
He's in there praying, probably trying to hold his breath, not trying not to move. But he's praying, and he's saying, God, you, I've come all this way. I've done all this sacrifice. I sold my practice. Now the second day I'm in this country, second night I'm in the country, I'm going to lose my life. I come all this way. I sold all this stuff, sacrificed all this just for to die here. Two days in the country, and I ain't even done nothing yet. He's sitting here praying to God. But while he's here praying and having a little pity party, outside of the tent, there's these two guys with baseball bats that has came upon him and going to knock him in the head and rob him, kill him, take his life. And so as they came into the tent to attack him, the first one came in, the snake bit the first guy that came in. The second guy seen what happened to the first one because this guy, when the first one got bit, he fell down dead right at the, guy, the edge of the tent. The second guy came up and he seen what happened. He fled. And then as they fled, the snake crawled off his chest and crawled away. The thing is, is when he was laying there praying and having his pity party, God was protecting him. The snake that was laying on his chest was his protection. And he didn't even know that. He was, he was there having his pity party and having his prayer and his protection was laying on his chest. So our faith, when we put our faith in God, sometimes when we pray the prayer, sometimes our protection don't look like what we want it to look like. Sometimes our protection may be something that we think that's going to kill us. But it may be what's saving our life. So, to, so when we pray for and have faith in God to protect us, He will protect us. But we have to we have to take what He gives us. Sometimes, if it's a snake on our chest, that might be what it be. The third thing I want to talk tonight about is faith is an indispensable element. It's something that we have to have. Hebrews 11 and 6 says, But without faith it is impossible to please him. For that he that cometh to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. The man who professes that he is, his duty is to worship God must have the conviction that there is such a being an eternal, unoriented, and self-existing. He has to believe there is a God. If you're going to profess that you're going to worship God, sometimes in our life, you know, our faith, we have to be, trust Him. And we have to really believe there is a God. Sometimes in our life, it's, good to, it's, it's easy to believe when everything's going good. But when first time a trouble comes along we, 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 we start doubting we start doubting him faith can make the difference in if something happens or if it don't the thing is is we have to have the trust in God and we have to really believe that he's there Job said for I know that my redeemer liveth and that he shall stand at the latter day upon the earth. Job says, I know 
my Redeemer liveth. Job is a, is a man that seen some peril times. He's seen some times, but he kept his faith. And that's the thing is, is he knew, and I believe the reason he knew he could keep it, he kept his faith is because he knew the Redeemer liveth. So we have to have, you have to have that element of faith that we have to believe and have to really know to God. We have to have faith to please him. The fourth type of faith is, 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 is essential in prayer. James 1 and 5 says, If any of you like wisdom, let him ask of God that giveth to all men man liberally and embraideth not, and it shall be given him. But let him ask in faith nothing wavering, for that he wavereth is like a wave of the sea driven with the wind and tossed. Prayer begins with faith. When we, when we bow down to pray, we first we got to believe that he's going to answer the prayer. As we, we kneel down in prayer, as we go to prayer every day with our needs, we have to trust. We have to have faith. Faith, if you don't have faith, it's just words spoken. As, that's what gives prayer. It gives prayer the power. It's when we have faith. It's just another conversation if we don't have faith. So you have to have faith to give prayer his power. When you pray in faith, you give God the control of your situation. When we have the faith that we give, give it to him. So many times in our life, we want to we wanna take care of it. We want to we wanna kind of go to him at last resort. Sometimes in our life, in our, in our needs, you know, we go, if the doctor can't take care of it, we go to, to another doctor. And we go to the, another doctor. But sometimes when the doctor, when we last, the doctor says they can't do no more, that's when we turn to God. But the thing is, is sometimes we need to just, sometimes we'd be probably better off if we just trust him in the beginning. Give, faith is essential to prayer. Matthew 7 and 20 says, And Jesus said unto them, Because of your unbelief, for verily I say unto you, If you have faith as a grain of mustard seed, ye shall say unto the mountain, Remove, remove hence to yonder place, and it shall remove, and nothing shall be impossible unto you. This scripture is giving us power. He says if you have faith, your prayers can, can be answered will be answered. But as I said earlier, you know, God is the one that decides, decides how he's going to answer our prayers. We all time, we have it worked out how we want him to answer it. We want him to, to heal us completely. We want him to deliver us from every little thing. But sometimes he wants us to endure. So sometimes when I say, and I read this scripture, sometimes it goes back to the, what I've said but in the beginning is, well, it says in the scripture that, you know, if you have faith, 
Everything should be impossible to you. But the thing is, is we go back to that scripture, is, is he says he has the deciding factor. The, fa- the fifth thing tonight I want to talk about, the final thing of faith tonight, is faith united with love. Deuteronomy 6 and 5 says, And thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart and with all thy soul and with all thy might. To love something, you have to trust it. To trust something, you have to have faith in it. So the thing is, so we have to have love to trust. We have to have love in God. His love for us is why makes faith to us, why he gives us faith. Just like a short story, you know, a older brother, a younger brother looks up to an older brother. He trusts him with his life. He has faith that there's times in his life where because he loves his brother, he trusts his older brother. He, he's 10 foot tall and bulletproof as long as his big brother is standing right beside him. He can, he'll take on whoever because he's got his big brother. Guy may be, 10, may be six foot tall and he may be three foot taller than his big, his, his big brother, but he thinks his big brother can take care of whatever because he has that love for his brother and he has that trust in his brother that he can take care of whatever situation. That's how the relationship we have should have with God. God has that, we should have that love for God. Have that big brother, think of him as a big brother. He's the one that takes care of us. He's going to take care of whatever we face. But we put our blood, put our trust in him. As the musicians comes tonight, tonight is faith is what gives us the power. But, it, but the thing is, is, is God directs our path. Tonight, if you're in this house and you don't have, you, you're going through something and you have, your faith is weak, tonight, put your, you put your faith in God. Tonight, as we build our faith, as, we, we as, as a congregation, we walk in faith. So as our faith, we walk in our faith tonight. If we have faith with us always, everywhere we go. Tonight as we stand, as we close around the front, like as we do usually do as they play a song, tonight if, if, if you have faith in God, he can touch you. He can build your strength and your faith. As we, as we, let's, let's close around the front tonight in prayer tonight and let this word, Lord Jesus, seep into our heart. This message has been brought to you today by the media ministry of Hatchbend Apostolic Church. We pray that it's ministered to you in some way, and we'd like to take this opportunity to invite you to join us in service here at Hatchbend Apostolic. Our Sunday services begin at 10 a.m. and our Wednesday night service at 7.30 p.m. For any more information or to speak with our ministry staff, please feel free to call our church office at 386-935-2806 or you can visit the contact link here on our website. 
Again, thank you for listening, and we pray God's richest blessings on you and your family.